Welcome to the Red Flood Podcast, where we will take a look into various topics related to the Bible and Christian faith. Today, we have a special guest, my lifelong friend, good brother, and cousin by marriage. Today, we have with us Kenny. Hey, what's up? What's going on? How you been? Hey, man, I, I can't complain, man. I, I want to welcome you to the podcast and thank you for taking time out of your schedule, man. Oh, no problem. No problem. So let's get right into it. Today we're talking about family legacy and particularly legacy within the black community. And what we want to do today, we want to cover four major points. Uh, Number one, awareness. Number two, implementation. Number three, maintenance. And number four, progression. We're talking about family legacy in the black community. And I think it's only fitting that if we're going to talk about legacy, we have to see what the Bible says about legacy. Uh, When we talk about awareness of legacy, we we have a responsibility to teach our children, most importantly, before we teach them anything else, we need to teach them the things of the Lord. Uh, The Bible says, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from our children telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. That's in Psalm 78 verses three and four. And then if you go over to Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five through seven, I really like this where it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words, which I command you today shall be in your heart. And here's the, here's the part that you want to listen to. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. So with that in mind, knowing what the Bible says about legacy, knowing that we have a heritage, uh, we have a legacy that has been created for us, and and obviously that comes through Jesus Christ Himself, uh, and 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 just even yourself growing up in a household that uh, uh, truly observed the Christian faith, and um, you know was true to going to church every Sunday, going to Bible study, and mm-hmm. dedicating time to reading the Bible and understanding the Bible. What role do you feel like the Bible plays in in our legacy within our community? Um, honestly enough, just like just outside of that, like it's it's a it's a mixture of family and like you said within the Bible, and it's like my grand like I said, my grandmother for example, uh, she was self employed. I about to say she worked for herself. My grandfather he worked for himself for a period of time, right? And um, that instillment early on, even though we might not have liked it, I'm not going to sit back and tell you that I liked, that I liked it all the time. But, sure. Um, even still with that, you kind of knew it was like it was like that sense of like understanding and 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 knowledge, wealth, knowledge and wealth, you know, right. like I'm about to say wealth and knowledge. And my grandmother pretty much instilled that in us 
every day. I mean, before we before we left out in the morning. I mean, like right, like before you before you walked out the door, you had to pray. Like I don't care. Like I mean, and we 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 all had like mornings that we took turns in doing it. But I mean, like even still, like it was like almost like second nature. Right. And um, but as far as as far as awareness goes, um, black community wise, like we just like. Let me put it to you like this. We're almost ashamed as a whole to say that, you know, you're from a certain neighborhood or whatever the case may be. And it's like because your parents aren't necessarily millionaires and billionaires, you almost think that your legacy doesn't matter when it right. does. So right. and, and that's and that's the one thing when I say as far as awareness goes, we need to teach people like even though they haven't necessarily they're not sitting on, you know, piles of cash like these are hard working individuals and it's like you have a legacy like you really really have a legacy and it's like that's it just making you aware first and foremost and and it's funny that you say that because when you look at it from both sides of the spectrum you can say for example there are people that grew up poor right let's say you grew up in the inner city um you know you struggled uh from day to day trying to put uh food on the table trying to just make it along um maybe the woman didn't go to work, the, the the wife didn't go to work, she took care of the children, and maybe the husband had two or three jobs, right? Right. And you grew up in the inner city, and and then you found yourself years later in a position where you're able to afford some things, right. and you know, you're able to, you know, maybe pay the mortgage off and, and, and own two vehicles and, and do all of the things that you desired to do when you were younger. Right. That's one side of the spectrum. Right. And then you look at the other side of the spectrum where you have someone who maybe grew up in the suburbs and never really had to worry about that. Their parents were both, you know, well 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 off, off, right? They grew up, they went to great schools, uh, you know, uh, never really had to get into any scuffles or anything like that. The inner city individual will frown upon the one that's in the suburbs to say, well, your legacy is not like mine because you didn't struggle to get to where you are today. Right. And then, you you know, on the other, on the other on side, the other side yeah, you got them yeah. looking at them saying, well, you know what? Um, I didn't struggle. I didn't, but it, it, this also wasn't given to me. Right. I mean, it's almost like growing up in Baltimore, you got this thing, right, where it's the city and the county. And if you didn't grow up in the city, then you're not tough and, you know... You don't have street credibility. If you grew up in a county, it's like everybody that grew up in a county wants to say that they grew, grew up, up in, in the city. city. Why yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a part of legacy. That's a part of awareness. Why yeah. is that? I mean, honestly enough, like that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, it's it's a difference in mindset because, like I said, like a lot of these people are like realistically teaching themselves. So it's like when you sit back and you got a household where it's like, but it also goes back to the workforce like like how you were saying like how you had like the the mother who was at home and your father might have had three jobs nowadays your mother works from nine to five and then like might get off for an hour or two and then might go work seven to eleven right and your father might be out all day long if you have a father who figure in the household so now you're left to rate you're left to raise yourself Throughout the entire day, right? Damn it, because I said, yeah, it's right, cool. right, yeah. And and I think, and and that really segues us into implementation, the, the the second aspect, because, and I talked about this last week on the on the last podcast episode, 
uh, about the role of the church. But I started talking about how the family structure has been broken. Right. So when we grew up, we grew up in the 80s. We were born in the 80s, right? Right. Which to me, the 90s was the greatest decade of all time, right? <laughs> you know, we're yeah. 80s babies. But we grew up in the 80s. And when we grew up, there was always, for the most part, a two-parent household. You right. know, you had a grandmother, a grandfather. Whether you lived in the hood or not. Or not. Right. And now, in 2018, we're seeing that ma the majority of households, uh, especially within the inner city, are single-parent households. Right. Right? So how can you implement a legacy when the father is absent? Or, in some cases, the mother is absent? You know, you know the crazy thing about it is, you know what, I take that back. I won't necessarily say, because I can say generational-wise, like, I've never seen so many fathers step up to the plate now yeah. than when than when we were kids. Like yeah. like I like I'm literally watching a lot of my friends who went without their fathers. They're like, my child isn't gonna go without. So right. it's like I think that the narrative has been pushed for so long that like it's just like father's not in the household. Father's not in the household. Whereas though now it's happening. It's just it's just paint with an extremely broad brush. Got you. So, okay. so it's like I, I I definitely get where you're coming from, and 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 it you know statistics wise, like it probably sits a little bit more than what you know, right? Than what it is, but you know, I get what you're saying, and and when, as far as talking about implementation, uh, a part of legacy is building wealth. Right. And being able to leave something for the next generation to build upon some type of inheritance to jumpstart entrepreneurship, to jumpstart college savings, to jumpstart a promising career. And even the Bible speaks of this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. It says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, mm -hmm. but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Uh, so when we talk about implementation, you, you know what you know because you've been taught what your parents taught you. Right. But what if your parents only knew but so much? Right. But you, you know, the crazy thing about that is um, I was fortunate. Like, I, I was, I, I'll speak for myself. Like, I was fortunate enough to where so I had a lot of people in my corner that actually, like, schooled me up at an early age and was like no nah. like even even like family members that was like running wild in the streets whatever the case may be like they right. was like that ain't for you right like so it's like you, you out of it like like so it's like and then even people like like if i could put your father into the mix like even your father like right. for, you know for a period of time like you know scoop me up you know like saturdays we out of there you know like whether it's museums and whatever the case may be sure and that all goes back to that community aspect, but before you can even get into the community, like, it has to be a mix of self-love. Like, a lot of people, like, honest enough, a lot of people just don't love themselves right. in general. Like, I mean, that's that's a lack of, and that's a whole other conversation in itself, but, right. like, there's a, there's a lack of self-love. Right. And I think it's imperative for us to not only understand what our grandparents and what our parents taught us, but we have to be able to take what they taught us and we have to be able to implement it. So we have to be able to say, okay, my parents taught me to open up a checking account, to open up a savings account, and this is what I need to do. And I don't need to 
uh, uh, spend all my money on on labels and fashion and all this kind of stuff that doesn't amount to anything, right? I definitely I, did know. it for a lengthy period of time, so I'm about to say yeah, like I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, I won't lie to you about that. I def, I'm definitely guilty of it. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. The beauty of it is that even if you weren't taught that, in the year 2018, there's no excuse. Right. Everybody has access on their cell phone right there in front of them. You can right. go into Google and click, What? how do I save money? How do I put money aside? How do I create a budget? It's right there at your fingertips. Yeah. We no longer have an excuse to say, oh, nobody told me. Well, nobody has to tell you anymore. Nobody has to tell you. You have access to everything that you need in this age of technology. But you can take the wisdom and knowledge that you have learned over the years from your parents, from your grandparents, from those that love you and care about you, and then be able to implement that and, and, and do something with it. Right, you know, and affect the generation after the you know this current generation, um, and with that comes the idea of maintaining what you have implemented. You know, I think training is is ongoing. The Bible says, "Train up a child in a way which he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from that." When I when I think about that scripture, I always think everybody everybody that grew up in church has been given a foundation. Right, right. So even if you don't go to church now. You know what it you know what it is. You know what it is, regardless of the fact. Right? right? You can say, "Well, I don't go to church because uh, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't have time, I work on Sundays, whatever." But you grew up in church. You were raised in the church, so you know right from wrong. Right. That's all a part of uh, maintenance over the years, training up a child. And listen, you never stop being your parents' child. At all. Right. No matter how old you get. At all. You know, I hear people say, oh, uh, I'm grown. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean to be grown? Because if I, you know, say something disrespectful around my mother, she'll still pop me in the mouth. Right? <laughs> and if she says something disrespectful around her mother, she'll still get popped in the mouth. You're never grown. Right? There's always maintenance that's required. There's always something that we can learn. You know, you, you, you know, my, my, uh, and not even to cut you off, yeah. but my, um, my saying is that I'm forever a student. Right. Because it's like the moment that I feel as though I've learned everything is the moment that you start to die. Like, right. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no way you walk around. I mean, even, even within a day's time, like you say, you learn something new every day. Like I, can legit say I learn something new every day, regardless of how minute it might be. Like right. I learn something new every day. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you you should never get to the point where you feel that you have arrived or that nobody can tell you anything. Um, you know, to me, those are the marks of a fool. You Easy. Know? Um, that's that's really setting yourself up to be a fool. Easy. A wise Easy. man understands that wisdom comes from from learning, from understanding, from growing, and 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 most importantly, from learning from others, from their mistakes, and from the things that they have profited from. And that's and that's crazy. And that's like like not to uh, uh, linger into it too long, but going back to what you were saying earlier, like I used to sit underneath my grandparents for a lengthy period of time. And I mean, whether they was noticing it or not like that was sponge like material exactly. so it's like you know like I I, I bashed and all of that exactly. <laughs> lie to absolutely you. man absolutely and and lastly progression uh, you want to leave a legacy that will outlive you you want to make an impact and have an impact on this world 
that extends far beyond your years. And that impact can can be good or it could be, be negative, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you take somebody like Muhammad Ali, who to me is, is one of the greatest, uh, uh, he's left one of the greatest legacies, you know, and since I can remember, or you know, I would say during our time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, with yeah. what he did, I mean, there's so many benchmarks in his life that he that he left us, that even today, children that never saw him fight, right, you know, right, right, they're like, man, right. Muhammad Ali. Some some children don't even know that Muhammad Ali is a boxer. They just think that he's uh, this historic figure, you know, and within the community that yeah. that overcame obstacles, you right. know. Um, and then at, on the other end, you could be somebody like Hitler and leave a legacy that is negative, right? right. So how do you decide and choose and, and, and know the direction that you need to go in to leave a positive legacy? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a multi-response type question. I mean, honestly enough... Here's my here's my way of looking at it. Your legacy teaches like like first of all, the legacy you leave behind will definitely echo in a certain manner, like you said, positive or negative. Right. That's just off top. Then you sit back and think about the people that you impact. And your impact has, you know, the intentions of turning people for the worse right or turning people for the better and this and this and it's not as gray you know I mean it's, it's not as black and white right as as you would do as you would think it is because you know like a lot of times when you go behind the scenes you do realize like even with martin luther king there was shades of gray absolutely martin muhammad ali like you mentioned there was shades of gray like you know like people champion them for what they did and for the moves that they made but you know, like they were afraid, right? And that, and 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 that's kind of what you know to touch on too. Um, a lot of people don't think that fear is involved. It's like you see these, you know, like these people almost have been on this pedestal, like you right. know, like what's the name, and they're champions so much that people think, oh, they must have been fearless. And a lot of these people would tell you, I, I, I listen to a lot of, I read a lot of bios and, and just like books in general. And the one thing that constantly comes up, even with legacy wise, is that like fear, anxiety, right. uh, timing, um, placement, morals, values, like that all right. kind of bundles into one. And honestly enough, if your morals and your values aren't necessarily your foundation, let me put it to you like that. If your foundation isn't necessarily settled, like you have a tendency to lead people down a less I don't wanna like I cause I hate I hate the good versus evil narrative. Right. Because even cause like even people that, that do wrong, like I can learn something from. Sure. Absolutely. You yeah. can learn, right? Yeah, I'm about to say that you can learn something from. So it's like I I I hate to play the good versus evil narrative. But um, as far as progression goes, like it's something that you it's something that you hack at every single day. Like yeah. you saying, like like, and it just has to be made known in our society that, like you said, in twenty eighteen, like we just have to do more in general. You know, like and understand that, like, and not hold these 
children accountable who right. basically are like teach like almost teaching themselves it's like if you're frustrated with them and the world is frustrated with them right. how are they gonna react right that like i mean that's right you know like it's it's it's, it's kind of like you know like night and day like you know like you see somebody over there and they have the parents and they have the love and they have the affection and they have the knowledge there's a higher probability that they going you know, upstanding citizens or, or, or what the definition of upstanding citizens is versus right. somebody who's constantly told, like, you don't belong, you're not important, you aren't necessarily, you know, like, whatever, whatever. So it's that, it's, 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 like I said, it's self-love and it's, it's just like you said, that that awareness has to be made known. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so to our listeners, I want you to consider this question, what is your legacy? Everyone leaves a legacy, whether they plan to or not. And everything we say or do leaves the imprint of our lives on those around us. And as long as you're alive, you have an opportunity to leave a legacy. Listeners, you can send in questions and submissions for my next episode. You can email me at RevFlood at Outlook.com. Follow this ministry on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RevFlood. The same name across all platforms. You can also follow Kenny on Instagram at Charm City Blue. That's B L U. Charm City B L U. Again, I want to thank you, Kenny, for joining us today on the Red Flood Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Got to have you back. And uh, to our audience, I'm going to leave you with this Seussism. It fits right in with our legacy conversation today. It's titled, Think Before You Speak. My father had warned me, don't babble, don't bray, for you never can tell who might hear what you say. My father had warned me, boy, button your lip, and guess that I, and I guess that I should have. I made a bad slip. Until next time, may God bless you. Your will be done. Your will be done.